Bobby, what's wrong with the car? Uh-oh, I think it's broke. Look, that thing there is all smoked up. We, we got a pair of pliers and a screwdriver. We can find out. I think we should just start poking stuff. Oh, all right. All right. don't do that, folks. Tune into the Grease Gurus. Don't go to the emergency room. Go to the Grease Gurus and learn why your car might have stopped on the side of the road and what not to touch. On Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. on the Tan Talk Radio Network. Ouch, that hurt! You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727 541 1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years' experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car's been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727 541 1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Tony Curtis is brave, of course, but he's never been as brave as this before. Jack Lemmon, funny, naturally, but never so fantastically funny as this. Men chasing Natalie Wood, not surprising, but never so frantically before. has ever been as great as they are in the world's greatest comedy, The Great Race. It's the greatest. It's the wildest. It's the funniest. And how could it help but be with Jack Lemmon as Professor Fate? The meanest villain that ever twirled a mustache. Tony Curtis as the great Leslie. Gallant lover and heroic daredevil. Natalie Wood as Maggie Dubois. Loveliest of lovely damsels in distress. Peter Falk. Keenan Wynn. Larry Storch. Dorothy Provine. It's the fabulous around-the-world race from New York to Paris. A rambunctious, rib-busting riot of a race. Its high points only outrun by the hilarity of what happens in between heats. You are an emancipated woman, Mr. Bois. And I am an emancipated man. They'll lead you a merry chase on land. Under the sea. And in the air. You'll never stop laughing once you've started the great race. There, Peabody and Sherman here. Set the way back machine. We enter the way back and we're immediately hurtled back through time and space. Hi, I'm Bob Lutz, former vice chairman of General Motors, and I like listening to nostalgic radio and cars and Semper Fi. Welcome, you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And if you've missed any of our past shows, don't forget to check out our archive page, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, which is located on our website. And don't forget to follow us on social media. You know, we're uh, pretty active on Facebook. I think we're active on Twitter. And now the show is live on YouTube. So if you see me waving, you know, go to uh, go to our social media real quick, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and uh, 
shoot us a like and uh, do the same thing on Twitter. Anyway, we've got a pretty good show for you this evening. We are going to uh, well, we're going to talk to a couple of gentlemen about uh, some upcoming concourse d'elegances that are coming up. And these are popping up all over the country, and there's a good reason for it. They are probably the premier automotive events around the country, and they're generally held in some amazing communities, resorts, golf clubs, just some beautiful real estate. And nothing enhances real estate better, in my opinion, than gorgeous cars. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and call our guest, and uh, we're going to get him on the line, our very first guest. And we're going to talk a little bit about his event. Now, this event is uh, takes place a little bit north of the border. So when I say north of the border, yes, north of the U.S., United States Canadian border. And, uh, you know, it's like whenever you think of Canada, you always think of the Great White north you know and you think of uh, uh at least i do because i'm from out west i think of uh british columbia and uh skiing you know i think of banff and uh so you know that's that's my thoughts uh, the people on the uh, eastern seaboard they think of uh nova scotia um ontario and uh just some beautiful beautiful country now the furthest north i've been uh is quebec which is definitely the french province of Canada, but I've uh, and then I've been across the border. I've been the the Niagara Falls side of Canada, and uh, it's pretty nice over there because you got Buffalo on this side, New York, and then you've got Niagara Falls, and then you're right there in the Canadian Canadian uh, Great White North there, as they say. So uh, I think we got our guest on the line. So what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to introduce our special guest for the evening, or one of two, and this gentleman is the co-chair and founder of the Cobble Beach Concourse d'Elegance. In Cobble Beach, well, it's actually uh, near Ontario, and uh, so it's a beautiful community up there. I'm delighted to welcome the show this evening, Rob McLeese. Rob, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks, Rob, and thanks for mentioning Cobble Beach. We're actually on Georgian Bay, which is part of Lake Huron, which is part of Ontario, two hours north of Toronto. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit how the uh, the whole event um Took place. Now I got to tell you, I looked at some of the photos, and I was doing a little Google search there, and uh, that is some extremely beautiful countryside, some beautiful real estate, and the water up there. At first, I thought it was the Caribbean. It was so beautiful and so clear. So, tell us about your uh, your neck of the woods, as they say. Well, we're really lucky up there. Uh, the Cobble Beach property is a property that my father found 20 years ago when he was 85 years old. And I was in the middle of looking to buy a cottage about two and a half hours to the east in a busy lake, not much shoreline, and a lot of traffic. And, my, and I told my father what I was going to pay. So, of course, my father, always being the competitor, three weeks later comes back and at the Sunday night dinner says, I can buy a mile and a quarter of shoreline for less than you're going to pay for 300 feet of frontage. And I said, where is it? Manitoulin Island, which is about five, six hours north of Toronto. He says, no, it's just north of Owen Sound. I said, there's got to be a toxic dump on it. And so when we looked into it, there was an issue with one of the First Nations or Indian groups that had been up there. Uh, but we were able to deal with that, and, and uh, the site is just spectacular. We now have a golf course on the site, and you can see Georgian Bay from 18 of 18 holes. And it, it, the water is so clear, as Robert was pointing out, uh, filler for Pirates of the Caribbean was filmed just north of Cobble Beach because it's so lovely out there and it's easy to get to and easy to take pictures of. So we're very lucky. Now let me ask you this. Now you're obviously familiar with Pebble Beach in, uh, and you're familiar with Amelia Island. Is yep. your Does your concourse take place on the fairway that overlooks the water by any chance? It does. It's on the 18th hole. And that was a fluke. That wasn't done to be a copycat for Pebble. It's just the way it worked out. We have a par five is our 18th hole, and it comes from the lighthouse up to the clubhouse, and it just happens to work really well. We put 110 cars on the 18th fairway, and in the morning when the sun comes up because we face to the east, the sun comes up over the hills to the east of us, and then you get a uh, little diamonds uh, sparkling on the water, and you get the cars that are spectacularly clean, you know, pieces of art, on the green, and the green is spectacular. So it just people get really excited early in the morning. Well, I got to tell you what, um, my number one. I mean, I think Amelia Island is. Uh, you know, Bill Warren does a great job 
as far as the selection of cars. But because I'm a native Californian, I'm really, really partial to the California, the Monterey coastline. But when I was looking at yours, there's something about the cars on a fairway near a coastline. I don't know. It's magical, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And, you know, you don't realize it till you're there and you see the you see the sun dancing on the water that you go, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah, very exciting. So now this is, uh, from what I understand, is this your third year, fourth year? How many years have you been doing Cobble Beach Concourse? We're going into year six, if oh, you six. can believe it. Oh, wow. We started in 2013. Okay. And this will be our sixth year. And our judging team, uh, 77% of our judges have been there for, since year one. And we have judges from 13 states and 10 provinces. Now, you yourself are no stranger to the uh, judging uh, 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 business, so to speak, because you, uh, you're actively a judge. I think you're Arizona Concourse, uh, Boca, uh, a number of other uh, concourses around the country, right? Hershey Elegance, Concourse of America, uh, Hilton Head. And this year we're trying the Trump Concourse in Charlotte. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Now tell us a little bit about the, um, there's the ICJAG, and I'm not real familiar with that, yeah, but that's I, an organization for judges, correct? Yeah, it's very interesting. It was started by Ed Gilbertson back in 2015. Ed was the chief judge of Pebble Beach for many, many years. And one of the things that the judges decided to do is to try and find a way to um, make, have a consistency of judging to ensure that if you go from one concours to another, that's using, they'll use similar rules and so that you'll get a consistency in the way cars are being evaluated so that you don't get people using just uh, Paris rules, which tend to be more elegance-only related. But when you're using ICJAG rules, you're using, you have points for the authenticity of the engine compartment, for the authenticity of the wheels, or the rubbers, or the uh, finish on the car. And it goes like that, and then you have an elegance factor. And so what they're doing with ICJAG, and it's called the International Chief Judges Advisory Group. And as I said, there are 15 charter members and then another 15 um, newer members that make up the ICJAG group, which is really good because these people are from all over the world. And now they have added a group called ICJAG+, Plus of which there are three members, and that's the, those groups include the Concours d'Elegance Suisse in Geneva, the La Jolla Concours in California, and the Cobble Beach Concours in, Cal- in uh, Canada, in Ontario. Wow. Impressive, impressive. Tell us about uh, some of the uh, other activities that take place. Now, do you guys, uh, from my understanding, I think there's going to be a couple seminars, and you've got guest speakers. Name some of the guest speakers and tell us about some of the seminars. We do. Our seminars are on Saturday afternoon. They're free of charge, but people have to pre-register. We allow about 200 seats per seminar. The first seminar is how to sink or swim at a classic car auction, and it's led by one of the uh, classic car appraisers from Barrett-Jackson, who actually works with the owners, and uh, Rick Sapinko, I believe is his name, I haven't been responsible for putting that one together, but they, he's pulled together a number of parties who buy and sell cars on a regular basis. And the whole point of the seminar is to allow people to listen to the speakers, but then also ask questions. And this is there's no judgment on this. It's just, hey, I've got a car. I've had it for 35 years. It's a 1934 Packard. How do I, how do I best position myself to get what that car is truly worth? Or how should I prepare that car to get ready for the auction? That's the kind of question that will be asked of the panelists. Okay. The second, the second uh, seminar is called uh, the 100 Years of Design and Innovation at General Motors in Canada. And it's being led by Kip Wasenko, who was the former chief designer of Cadillac in the late 90s, early 2000s. And he's the fellow who designed the Evoque, which on this current generation of Cadillacs. And the thing for me that's interesting is I started out with a 1918 Chevy truck produced in Oshawa, Ontario, which is the head of General Motors in Canada. And we have a 2018 Chevy Silverado Centennial Edition Z71 owned by Jeffrey McLeese, 
funny thing, he has the same name as I do, uh, who is our son, one of our twins, who happens to be the CFO at Cabo Beach. And Jeffrey is the great-great-grandson of George McLaughlin, who is one of the two co-founders of General Motors Canada. So we're celebrating 100 years of the innovation and design at General Motors in Canada, having Kip take us through in the Heritage Centre in Warren, Michigan, like what we were doing enough, that they said, you know what, we'll support you. We're going to send four cars. And they're sending the Buick Y-Job, which 1938 Buick Y-Job, which was Harley Earl's first concept car, hasn't been in Canada for a very long time. They're also sending the 1959 Firebird 3, which oh, wow. again was another Harley Earl. It's the turbine, the gas turbine car. Mm-hmm. Then they're, they're sending the 1973 Bill Mitchell custom Corvette that he had built for his wife. And then finally the 99 Cadillac Evoque. So we're really going to have fun because we have six vehicles starting from 1918 right up to 2018. And then having Kip Wasenko as the designer that designed the Evoque, he's bringing the XLR, his own XLR, that was one of the first production cars that came off that Evoque concept car. So we're going to have a lot of fun with that as well. That's our second seminar. Wow, that's excellent. So what is your, uh, your, your typical participation in terms of the cars? And tell us about some of the classifications. Well, we have 110 uh, cars, and we, we always have brass cars. So we start this year, our youngest car is a 1910. But our, we've had cars back into the late 1800s before. This year we have a couple Cadillacs, a couple Fords. We have a Mercer. Uh, 1913 Mercer, we have low horsepower, so 35 and less, and over 35 horsepower is one of the classifications. Then we get into American Open Classics. Uh, we'll, have about, we'll have about 12 of them. American Closed Classics. And then we also have American Pre-War Production, which is always interesting because a lot of people, when they see a really well-restored pre-war car, uh, I will challenge a lot of people who don't know the difference between a classic and a produ- production car to tell the difference whether one is a classic or not, because if they're done well, they're really very impressive anyway. Then we have the European classics, again, which are uh, 1925 to 48. Um, some, some areas will go back down to 1915 to 1948 for the classics. Uh, we will do that depending on what kind of availability there is in a particular year. We also, and one of the cars coming is coming for the European Classics, is coming from Savannah, Georgia, which the storms are a little worrisome. Uh, however, that, that car is a 1938 Delahaye, which was the star of the, uh, of the Paris Auto Show in 1938. It was purchased by a Paris businessman, driven for three months. He realized the Germans were coming into Paris. And so he took the car, hid it in his house, built four walls around it with no windows or doors, and the car sat in that room until 1965 when it was finally pulled out. This Delahaye is a really special Delahaye, so we're thrilled to be having that car joining us. Then we go into European sports cars. We have American production cars, a a class of American production, and obviously the Lincolns and the the, the, uh, Mark I's and II's. And the uh, caddies, the Eldorados with the stainless steel roof are always crowd pleasers. We have a muscle car class. And that's always fun. Uh, it's interesting because the quality of the cars has continued to get better and stronger and stronger each year, which is a bit of a concern for me because some of the muscle guys who have great cars won't, um, they won't propose their cars because we have a selection committee. You submit your car for uh, review by the selection committee, and then we tell you usually 30 to 45 days after you've submitted it whether it ma- makes the cut. And I've been disappointed because the muscle car guys go, oh, those cars are so good, we can't compete. Yet there's some just great muscle cars, and don't be the one to make the determination on your own and select yourself out because you often will select yourself out because we're all so hard on our own cars, but there's still great cars out there, and we, we're always looking for great cars. Um, anyway, we also have, every year we'll flip back and forth between supercars and exotics. And the reason we do that is we're trying to get the younger people, i.e. the 12 to 25-year-old, interested in coming to a concours. 
which once we get them there, they get all excited and they see a Pierce arrow or they see a Packard and they go, wow, that's pretty cool. What is that? But you got to get them there. If you tell them it's a bunch of old cars, they go, I don't want to see a bunch of old cars. I want to see racy cars. So the supercars, this year we have a Maserati, a 2005 MC12, which there were only 50 of them produced. It basically looks like a Le Mans car that is built for the street. And that's going to be a very, it's a very rare car. It's a very interesting car. We have a McLaren 720S. We have a brand new Ford GT with less than 300 kilometers on it. We have the first Ford GT in Canada, which is a year and a half old. Um, we've got an Aventador and other cars like that. I mean, as you can tell, I get so excited about this stuff. I almost burst during the course of the weekend. <laughs> now, your event actually takes place next weekend, right? It does. It takes place in five days. But who's counting? But who's counting? Okay, now tell us about some of the charity foundations that you support. The, one of them is the Sunnybrook Foundation? It is. The uh, Sunnybrook Hospital Foundation, uh, we happen to live about a mile and a half from that hospital. That hospital has kept me mobile for 40 years now. And I've had a lot of, of um, skeletal issues over the years. Most people won't notice that, but the hospital has kept me going. So we've been, we've been supporting them. My wife is involved with the foundation there, and we've raised 300000 for them in the first five years. My target is to get them well over 750 and by the time we get to 10 years. We also support the Owen Sound Regional Hospital Foundation. And that is our local hospital to Cobble Beach. It happens to be the local trauma hospital. It's also a uh, cancer hospital. It's very good. And we've raised just a little over 60000 for them so far. So we try and help both. Those are the two primary charities that we support. All proceeds from the raffle on Saturday and Sunday go to Owen Sound Regional Hospital Foundation. All proceeds from the live auction on Saturday night go to Sunnybrook. And then we have a donate button on the website for both Sunnybrook and for the Owen Sound Regional Hospital Foundation. Wow, very, very good. Uh, something else I wanted to ask you, you were talking about judging earlier. What is your forte in the, in the judging cl- classifications? You know, because I've been a, a German car aficionado for quite some time. I, I've owned a 911 for 30 years. I have a 71 911 that will be 50 in two years. Uh, it, I happen to like those cars. I've also had a number of muscle cars over the years. But then over the course of the last five years, um, I have a mentor from the West Coast who's taken me under his wing and has been helping me with American classics. So I love Packard's Cadillacs, V16, the Pierce Arrows. Um, I'm just a sucker for that stuff. Don't ask me anything about brass cars because I'm just not any good at it. The uh, So as a judge, and I think we got a few minutes here yet. So as a judge... How much expertise does one have to have to be selected to be a judge for a certain type of automobile? Most of the judges, particularly the really good ones and the chief class judges, have their own restoration shops, have been doing this for 20, 25 years. Um, We're really lucky. Probably about half of our judging team have judged at Pebble Beach. I mean, these people have pedigrees that are way beyond anything that that you or I can think about on a normal basis. Um, with their one of them, a, a gentleman from Denver, who's a Bugatti restoration expert. I mean, just talking to him, Bugatti just oozes out of him. But the best part about it, he he's, has no ostentatiousness. He's not pretentious. He's just a regular guy. But this guy knows Bugatti's inside out. And so a lot of these judges, they're uh, another gentleman from Nashville, Mark Lambert, is a fellow who is, those Packards inside out. So if you have any issues, one of the things I love to do is we do tours as well of some of these cars. And when we tour, when we're touring in the region, if you've got somebody like Mark Lambert with you, you never have to worry about your car breaking down (laughs) because he can fix it at the side of the road. Wow. What is the rarest car to date and most unique car have you had? We had in our second year, an 1867 Henry Seth Taylor, which was a steam car built in Stansted, Quebec. And that was one of the earliest cars in Canada. It was built by a jeweler 
who started tinkering around. And I think he'd seen some steam cars from Vermont or Connecticut. And he developed this car. It's now held in the Science and Technology, Canadian Science and Technology Museum in Ottawa. But it's a phenomenal car. It's really neat. And so, you know, we think about Carl Benz's 1888, which was a gas motor as being the first car. But there were a lot of cars that came even before that, and this just happened to be one of them. I thought it was very neat. Wow. Rob, we're up against the clock here for you. So what I'd like you to do real quick is go ahead and uh, give out all the information on the Cobble Beach Concourse d'Elegance. And, uh, and, again, I want to thank you for taking a few moments. And uh, I know you have a very busy schedule, and you're up against the clock as well. So tell us, uh, tell people how they can find out more about you and Cobble Beach we Concourse. Are. Go to Cobble Beach Concours, C-O-N-C-O-U-R-S dot com, and you'll find everything you want to know. There's some great videos there. They're only a minute and a half long, so go to cobblebeachconcours.com, go to gallery, go to videos, and you'll see the videos from 2017, 2016, 15, 14, 13. Um, also, don't forget on Saturday, for those who are in the Ontario region or coming in, we have Classic Car Ride and Drive courtesy of Haggerty. We have Cars and Coffee that morning presented by Michelin, and we're going to have an aerobatic show at 1.30 right at Cobble Beach. The classic car ride and drives include a 61 Impala bubble top, a 65 oh, wow. Mustang 289, a 67 Chevelle 396 SS four-speed, and a 69 Camaro pace car. So there are lots of fun things going on. And just come up to Cobble Beach and have some fun. Sounds like... Uh a deal. Uh, I look forward to doing it. Maybe uh, I didn't get to do it this year, but hopefully next year I'll definitely get a chance to check out uh, the Canadian side of the uh, Concorde d'Elegance and see how you do things up there. So, uh, Rob, I want to thank you very much. All the best in your event, and uh, definitely let's stay in touch. And uh, I like the 67 Shelby on your website. As long, I think it looks like there's a yeah. uh, oh. a Munch jet beside it. And was that a K-Series Lincoln, or is it a Pierce Arrow? No, that was a Pierce Arrow. Pierce Arrow. And Robert, this was lots of fun. Thanks so much. Okay. Well, you take care and uh, all the best. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. I want to thank my special guest, Rob McLeese, the chair and uh, found, co-chair and founder of the Cabo Beach Concourse d'Elegance in Canada and uh, Georgian Bay up there. And you got to check out the pictures. They're absolutely gorgeous. Hey, I think we're going to fire something up on the stereo. Now, here's a song that takes us back to 1973. And the song's by Ian Thomas. It's called Painted Ladies. And this goes out to uh, Rob. He's Canadian and Ian Thomas is Canadian. So, hey, don't touch that dial. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio Cars. We'll be right back. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork. 
or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friend Corey at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com. Okay, we're back, and you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And, uh, well, that was a pretty good interview. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, look forward to maybe one of these days going to Canada and checking that out. Anyway, let me uh, tell you about uh, FloridaCarshows.com. Uh, my son Bobby just did the commercial for it. So if you want to know where everything's going on as far as car shows in the state of Florida, definitely check out FLACarshows.com. So whether you're in the north, the south, the east, the west, you could be in Pensacola, you could be in Jacksonville, you could be Key West, you could be in Naples, right here in Clearwater. Florida Car Shows will tell you where all the goodies are, all the shows. Now, we got the Clearwater Superboat races coming up at the end of the month. Yes, I think it's called the Hooters thingy now. Um, you know me. I'm informal with names. Cigar City Concourse is coming up. Our own, our very own concourse is coming up here. And uh, that'll be the first week in November. Check out the website, CigarCityConcourse.com. The Atlanta Concourse is coming up. That's at the end of the month. The Cobble Beach Concourse, which is this weekend, which we talked about earlier. And Rensport is also the end of the month. That's the big uh, Porsche reunion, Porsche race car reunion, but that'll be in Monterey. I'm not so sure I'm going to make it to that one. But SEMA is in November, the end of October and uh, the first couple days in November. So that is definitely on my list of things to uh, get to but at any rate i think what we're going to do is we're going to bring our next guest on here in a few minutes so we're going to fire up the stereo we're going to play another song this is another song out of 1973 it's called uh you got me anyway by the sutherland brothers this is another song that i used to fire up my mighty rancher when i used to tool around clearwater clearwater beach back in the day my good old street racing days and uh, yeah i know they say street racing's not uh um you're not supposed to encourage it, but hey, it's hard not to. At least back in those days, it was cool. Today, it's a little different. Seems like we were more mature back then. I know Vaughn's going to take issue with that, but uh, <laughs> anyway. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio Cars. Here's a little Sutherland Brothers. Hundred miles on the most diabolical of roads. The Monte. The Monte. 
Is that all right? I'm yes, not crowding you, am I? You Got enough room? Yeah, yes, yeah. terrific. Okay, we're back, and uh, yeah, you are tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. It's time to introduce introduce our second guest for the evening. This gentleman is CEO and founder of the Atlanta Concourse Delegance. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Bill Wallet. Bill, how are you doing? Doing very well. How are you today? Pretty good. So uh, your event takes place, I think, in uh, two weeks, right? So you're at the end of the month. Absolutely. We're the end of the month, 29th and the 30th. Excellent. Excellent. And you're not too far. You're only about eight hours away by car, and that's in, at Chateau Elan in, uh, in Atlanta, oh, just outside of Atlanta, right? Yes, sir. About uh, 45 minutes north. Tell us a little bit about uh, the Atlanta Concourse d'Elegance. I think this is, what, your third year now, right? Yes, sir. This will be our third year. Uh, it was very interesting. I was listening to your prior guest, and and it is very intriguing to me. Each concours has a different personality to it, mm-hmm. for lack of a, bit, a better term. Uh, and it was uh, it was very nice to listen to what they're doing and what he has done with his. A uh, lot of similarities, but then also uh, we try to have a very different feel to ours. Um, our show is one of the things we've tried to do kind of came out of some conversations I had with people and people in Atlanta, as I'm sure you're probably aware, it's a big car town and there are car shows every weekend here. And I, when we started the show, a lot of people said, so I can go to all these free shows yet you charge for yours and your tickets aren't that inexpensive. Why would I come to your show? And the answer was, you come to my show to see cars you've never seen before. So, as an example, muscle cars. As I said, on almost every one of those shows every weekend, you can see a lot of muscle cars. So we don't emphasize much of that area. But by the same token, about 60% of our cars, and we'll have 160 cars uh, on the Concord field this year, about 60% of those are all pre-World War II. Uh, 
Uh, as an example, this year we will have over 30 brass cars, which is more than any other Concorde that we're aware of in the country. Um, and we're doing that because one of the things we've observed is people love the old cars, and they love to come to see cars they just do not see anywhere else. So in our case, we're emphasizing very heavily um, the older cars and trying to focus on that. So that's one of the big things. I was listening to uh, the conversation that Rob had, and was one of the things I thought was a, kind of an interesting difference uh, between us, because we'll have more brass cars than Amelia Island uh, has, and it's by plan. So that's one of the things that kind of makes us different, I think. What is your feature car this year? What's the featured mark? That, that good question. We kind of, the feature mark is Porsche, uh, because it is their 70th anniversary. Okay. And we do have their headquarters here in Atlanta. That's true. So, yep. So they are our featured mark. And uh, given the fact that we're the same weekend as Rensport, as you can imagine, yes, that was not <laughs> easy to do. <laughs> well, it's funny because Ray Schaefer's a good friend of mine. He's in charge of Porsche Classic. He's going to be at, I told him I might be going to, I've been to Rensport so many times, I'd like to go to Atlanta Concourse. So, um, but they're all going out to Rensport. Well, we're going to have a very good representation mm -hmm. of the park, and uh, we hope you decide to come up and uh, see what we're doing. Well, definitely. Now, now, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was going to say, the other thing is we kind of do two featured marks each year. We mm -hmm. do a current or modern, like Porsche. Uh, we also started early in ours, is we do a reunion each year of what is a very rare mark. Uh, so as an example, last year we did, and it depends which way you pronounce it, the Lozier or the Lozier's. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had about 10 of them, and everybody who owned one, and they came from all over the country, basically said they thought that was more Lozier's in one place since the factory. Uh, and this year, we're featuring uh, nationals, and they're reputed to be about 32 nationals left. Uh, we will have eight of them at the show. So we also feature a very rare, and in most cases, you know, no longer being produced mark each year, as well as a modern mark. Okay. So you give away two awards then for two different classes? Well, the Nationals, because of the way we do the reunion, we don't really judge the older mark. Okay. And in the Porsche area, we have, I think we have four, I think we have four different classes of Porsches that are being judged this year. Okay. Do you have a strong presence for European sports cars? Let's say, uh, you know, in the 30s, there's a lot of European sports cars that came to, you know, that was kind of like their their infancy a little bit, and then 40s through the 50s. Do you have a lot of those cars that participate? Yes. Uh, as an example, we give a best-of-show European and a best-of-show uh, domestic. So last year, as an example, our best-of-show European was a, a 1937 Mercedes 540K. Mm, beautiful car. Absolutely gorgeous. The, so, yes, we both. Okay. Um, how about, uh, do you do symposiums and, and, and things of that nature as well? And then do you do drives? You know, kind of give us an idea of how the, uh, how the uh, itinerary would be, let's just say. Um, yes, we do uh, both. On, we, ours is a full weekend. Okay. When we uh, started the show, everybody said to us, why don't you do a nice soft start, you know, do a half day, you know, just get some cars together. And we decided the fact that we were doing it at Atlanta and the name of the show, that we had to come out of the ground 
in full force. So from our very first show, we've done a full weekend. We do the tour on Saturday for entrance. We usually have about 50 of the entrance that go on that. Uh, we do tech sessions. Okay. Uh, cool. This year, yeah, well, well, we call them tech sessions. This year we're doing one around the value of cars, and we have uh, Dave Kinney, who produces the, uh, the Hag- price guide for Haggerty. Right. And we have Jim Grundy okay, from Grundy Insurance. Um, and then I'm not sure whether you know, do you know Lily Prey? Are you familiar with Lily? I've heard her name. She has the Prey Collection, which is up in Connecticut. Okay. Her father put that together. And she is a um, fairly renowned judge, and she judges for us and has been with us each year. So the three of them will be on a panel uh, and basically dealing with trends, what's hot, what's not, um, and what are good investments, and then taking kind of questions from the crowd. Um, And then we're kind of doing, we try to feature a technology each year. So this year we're doing something with some of the electric. So Georgia Tech has a race team made the, the engine the kids the students build a race car that is solar powered that they campaign uh all around the country so the team is coming up to the show bringing the race car and will be doing tech talks on the electronic on the solar technology that they're using within the race car and then our third one is uh, are you familiar with Karma? Yes, yes, the electric car, the hybrid. Yes, so well, Karma will be there mm-hmm. talking about their technology and, and uh, at the show. We tend to feature, we have about 15 different manufacturers at our show that are all the kind of high-end, the exotics, everything from Rolls-Royce and Bentley to Ferraris, Maserati, McLaren, uh, Lamborghinis, uh, Aston Martins, uh, you name it, in the high-end exotics. And uh, they're all at our show and uh, demonstrating. And we do also a number of the brands do ride and drives. Okay, very so good. We'll, yeah, so Bentley, as an example, will be doing ride and drives as we'll Porsche, Mercedes, Lexus, uh, and Karma will actually be doing some ride drives. Right, and Karma so, started out as Fisca, right? If I remember correctly, you are absolutely correct. <laughs> we got but, few- but they, they are very clear that there are major differences between the Karma and the Fisca. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, we got a few minutes left. Why don't you tell us about some of the charities and then uh, your involvement with uh, McPherson College? Because that's one I have to get somebody on from McPherson. But go ahead and talk about that a bit. Okay. Uh, McPherson, for those who may not be familiar with it, is the only college uh, in the United States that offers a four-year degree in uh, automobile restoration. And I've been out to the school. I have toured the school, and it's an absolutely amazing program because the students go through every aspect of restoration, whether it's engine rebuilding, upholstery, uh, metalworking, so basically being able to do all sorts of the metal pieces with it, painting. They learn absolutely every aspect of the restoration in the four-year program. And uh, they are a nonprofit, and it is one of the programs we support, really with the idea of continuing to make sure there is a long-term life to collecting the classics. And one of the problems is making sure that there are young people coming in who are interested in restoration to continue to keep the cars we all love. Uh, alive and well. Very, so, very important, very important. And 
uh, we also support, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Shepherd's Spinal Center here in Atlanta. It has a global reputation. They do a lot of work with uh, spinal injuries and a lot of work with disabled veterans. Um, and that is also a program that we are focused on is working with disabled veterans and um, everything around mobility. It, we think it is a kind of a natural evolution, and our goal is to be able to do things like provide scholarships to potentially a disabled veteran to go to McPherson. So that is, it, to us, it's a whole loop. Very good. We're up against the clock, so uh, Bill, why don't you go ahead and give out the information real quick on the uh, Atlanta Concourse d'Elegance? Be happy to. Uh, the website is Atlanta Concourse, C-O-N-C-O-U-R-S. I always tell people no E. Okay. <laughs> dot org. Uh, and the show is September 29th and 30th at Chateau Alon. Um, and we hope everybody comes up and uh, sees it. I think uh, you will find it a very nice show and an absolutely gorgeous venue. Excellent, excellent. Well, Bill, I want to thank you very much for taking a few minutes and hanging out with us here at Nostalgic Green and Cars. Um, it's on my bucket list to get up there, so with a little luck, I'll uh, be up there in a couple weeks and we'll get a chance to meet. In the meantime, I want to thank my special guest, Bill Wallet, CEO and founder of the Atlanta Concourse d'Elegance. Hey, guys, don't forget to check out Nostalgic Green and Cars here every Tuesday night on the Tantalk Radio Network. Don't forget to tell your friends. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and all our other social media. And now on YouTube, I want to see you guys at some of these car shows. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. Bring on news to the other side. Bring on news to the other side. I don't mean to be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you ten dollars. If you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you jump cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater. FM 106.1. WCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills. FM 104.3. Listen.